to Best of Friends. I will drive down there to beat you. We were very cool in high school. Who think they know football. I just went on a really long tangent there about Brett Favre. I have to pay more attention to the Lions this year. Bring you unprecedented access to the NFL world. OurLions.com, Pro Fantasy Football, Pro Football Reference, ESPN. Because here, it's real football by real fans. We are diehard football fans that just want to talk football. The 2M Football Show starts now. Welcome, everybody. It's 2M Football Show here again with you and me and this guy, Mike. Hey, Matt. Hey, everybody out there in the 2M Nation. Um, once again, I feel like this has been a recurring theme of our second season. Uh, uh, I want to apologize that this is coming out late. I feel like our schedule has been as unpredictable as Justin Fields. I don't know. I love how you were trying to stretch for something, and I was trying, trying to think too. Trying so hard to find a football analogy. Um, but, inconsistent yeah. as the Bears offense. There we go. That's a better way to put it. Yeah, thank you. I got you. But yes, we were recording during Thursday Night Football. Uh, they're about halfway through the third quarter. Bucks and the Eagles. I'd say it's already over. But yeah, so this will air on a Friday. So we're going to skew towards the um, the week six preview. The week six, of course, previewing all the games except for the one that's going on right now as we're recording which we can react to live if anything interesting happens um but so yeah we'll we'll talk a little bit about week five most of the fallout was injuries oh my god so many injuries yeah so we'll run down those really quickly but actually before we even get into that i wanted to give a quick um plug to the rank you next podcast Matt, you know a couple of the people that are hosts over there, Nick and Sorio, who have been guests on our very own show here. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, they get together every week, and like the title kind of suggests, they they rank items of a different topic into tiers, and they cover a wide variety of stuff. From they've done Disney movies, they've done fast food restaurants, they've ranked states of, in a, in the country we live in, and it, so it's we fun. live in a country. I thought we lived in a box. And then their latest episode that came out this past uh, Monday, they ranked all the NFL logos and they actually had me on as a guest. Oh, so jealous. It was a good time and it was a fun, fun episode uh, to be a part of. So definitely recommend you check that out and all their shows over there. But um, got me thinking, Matt, I wanted to just ask you really quick. What what are your top give me like your top two nfl team logos and your maybe your bottom two off the top of your head my number one is the buccaneers yes i had that one right ranked very highly myself um even the old school winky pirate one from like the 70s is all right (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um uh, number two would probably have to be huh maybe well, this may be going back, but remember when the Titans used to be the Oilers? I sure do. Probably the, the old Oilers logo. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
there's a throwback for a lot of people. It's the oil rig tower thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was just different, unique, and I feel like it kind of represents America's hunger for oil. Oh, so topical. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that hasn't gone away. Uh, I feel like um, they had, they had cooler uh, they had cool colors back then too. Like they had more of that powder blue, almost like the some of the Chargers throwback jerseys. That was uh, really nice. Right, the old uh, the cream creamsicle uniforms that the Bucks used to have. Yes, those are it's incredible. A, that, um, that winking pirate is uh, pretty hot. Not gonna lie. <laughs> um, so just give me one. Blues, yeah, what is your worst? Blues. Yeah. Worst one? Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's the worst logo? Oh, this is gonna this is gonna hit a little close to home, but I'm gonna have to see the Green Bay logo. Because <laughs> um, at the very least, like Chicago's orange and navy C makes sense, C for Chicago, but there's a G for Green Bay, and they've done nothing. Like the Bears have the bear logo. Like, what are you gonna do for the Packers? Have just a moving box with a dude picking it up? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cheesehead. So yeah. I feel like the name just doesn't have give it anything to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a theme on the episode. Is all the all the all the teams that the logo is basically just a letter were ranked very poorly. The Bengals were another one. Like they have the actual cat as like an alternate, but their official logo is just a big orange letter B with a couple stripes. <laughs> so all those ranked pretty poorly. So I, I think you. Uh, we're thinking along the same lines but anyway i just wanted to mention that that was really fun to join those guys on, on their podcast and uh it's good to hear from them again anyway, yeah it's awesome getting back into our show here yeah week five was insane I, i'm i feel bad that we're not gonna be able to fully cover it because it was just wild between between the amount of missed field goals and extra points the amount of the weak kickers forgot how to kick every oh, single one scored again leonard fournette I can't believe you started him against me. I can't believe we both. That was that. my most genius move right now, apparently. Well, I, I played my old strategy of starting guys who are against me, and uh, Zach Ertz <laughs> is paying off. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it was a crazy, crazy week for kickers. Probably uh, most notably in the in the Green Bay game, where the, I think. Oh my were... God, Crosby! We love you. <laughs> I mean, and technically he kicked when it counted. And he I guess did make at the end of the a day, game winner. Yes. After missing one, and the only reason he even got a chance at a second attempt is because the Bengals kicker also missed, would have been a game winner in overtime. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that was, I don't know what happened, but kickers in, forgot how to kick this In the week. Patriots Texans game, there were three touchdowns in a row uh, where the kicker missed an extra point between both teams. It was just, so it wasn't limited to one team or the other. It was just weird, weird stuff. I mean, maybe it makes us feel good that, you know, Crosby wasn't the only one missing a thing, sure. but it was just, it was a bad week. And we had just talked about recently how solid he's been outside of that one bad year he had, and he goes and misses three kicks in a row over the course of I, this game. <laughs> I'm willing to bet, though, that it won't happen again. I agree. I agree. And then, yeah, so many players went down across the league, most notably Russell Wilson, as we'll get into. And then to, to cap it all off was the John Gruden news. We haven't talked much yeah. about coaches being on the hot seat due to their team performance yet, and there hasn't been a whole lot of buzz about firings uh, for that reason, but I don't think anyone saw coming what happened with John Gruden, where I, I think it was actually as part of the Washington football team ongoing investigation into the whole you know, 
systemic culture issues over there in that all the way down from their front office. I think that was where they, these emails from John Gruden actually started popping up where, uh, you know, he, he made some very poorly chosen comments and this was over a time period of, I think it was eight years or something from 2011 through uh, 2018. I want to say. Yeah, it was, I don't know. It, it definitely shakes up the, uh, the Raiders team though. And he, right. And he ends up resigning from uh, his position as the head coach four years into a 10-year contract right right so that just turns their season on its head in a way or we'll see how they respond so it's just wild wild week in the nfl so let's just take a couple minutes and blitz through all the biggest injuries here uh ready go and it started last thursday i got that one yeah you get it football And it started on Thursday night, the first game of the week. Russell Wilson hurt his hand. Uh, he banged it off Aaron Donald's helmet. And you could see in the, the replays they showed, his finger was crooked AF. <laughs> and uh, they won. They, no, they lost the game. Geno Smith came in, played it in the end, actually did okay. But they, they lost the game. And Wilson is going to be out six to eight weeks, which is pretty significant given the team is already in a two and three hole to start the season. Yeah. I mean, depending on how Geno Smith performs in the next, I would say three weeks really is going to set up where Seattle sits in the division. And then this actually didn't happen last week. It was the prior week. Jer Alexander, the Packers top corner, he got hurt in week four and actually went on IR with a shoulder injury, which is how did we miss this? I don't know. I don't know. I, I missed it until I heard that he was on IR and obviously wasn't going to play in this Bengals game. And I'm not sure if it's the, like the short-term IR or if his season's really over. Hopefully it's not the case. And uh, it kind of showed immediately in this Packers game where uh, rookie wide receiver Jamar Chase just went crazy uh, for Cincinnati. Dud doesn't need any help. Right. But like we just said. Have uh, Kevin King cover him. I'm sure it'll be fine. Get out of here. <laughs> Don't say that Ooh. name to me. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire next on the list with an MCL sprain. He's on IR, but it's the short term. It's the three-week one. And uh, the Chiefs are apparently looking into a possible Marlon Mack trade, who the Colts have been indicating they're, they're willing to deal. And this, this leads into a – I want to have a brief conversation <laughs> with you. Do you think the Chiefs are in trouble? They're 2-3 and three in the division, last place in, their, in the AFC West. They just lost – they got – kind of blown out by Buffalo on Sunday night football. Buffalo's, Buffalo's playing amazing been hot. on both sides of the ball, really. I, th- I feel like last year their um, defense wasn't that good. This year the defense is arguably as, as dangerous as the offense. I think <sighs> glad, glad you're excited about this topic. <laughs> I know, I know it's been a long day for you. I know. <laughs> I had an interview today. I have an interview on Monday. It's a long week. Um, I think that the Chiefs are one or two weeks away from panic. I don't think it's time to panic just yet. However, there is cause for concern. The offensive line is not holding up the way it should be. Mahomes looks rattled in the pocket, and that defense's tradition of bend but don't break is breaking more than it's bending. Um, that being said, a team like Buffalo, who's as hot as they are, arguably, I think the, the, the number one team in the AFC, it's hard to 
you know, to really wager against a team like that one. Right. Uh, we think the Chiefs is as dominant as they are, but Josh Allen is putting up MVP numbers. The defense has all come together. Like, they're the team to beat right now. And that was the Chiefs. But I'm not panicking yet, but I am raising my eyebrows a little bit. That's a good way to put it, yeah. I still think they're better than Denver and uh, Las Vegas. I think the Chargers are very legitimate, though. And uh, Well, the Chargers are, are, are definitely in that making, in that running this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think how you put it is good. Like for now, just we're we're keeping an eye on it. We got our eyebrow raised. A couple more weeks like this, and uh, they they could be in real trouble in a couple of weeks. All right, you know who's in big trouble? <laughs> the Giants, given they have no offense anymore. Oh my God! So so two of their top receivers, <laughs> Slayton and Shepard, were ruled out pregame. Didn't play Week Five. In Week Five, Daniel Jones left the concussion. Saquon Barkley left with an ankle sprain. He's out two to four more weeks after missing, or not missing, but being limited sort of to start the season. Kenny Galladay, their big free agent acquisition receiver with a knee injury, could miss a week or two. Yeah, not happy about that one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Mike Glennon, Mr. Longneck himself, is the backup there. And um, I feel bad. We used to send pictures of him back and forth just to brighten our day because it made us laugh. It's just his headshot. His official NFL headshot is just ridiculous. It looks like it's been photoshopped. <laughs> but yeah, not the Giants, in a good way. <laughs> no, <laughs> the Giants are in real trouble injury-wise, not to mention talent-wise. <laughs> the one bright spot is rookie Kadarius Tony. He looked really good, uh, and at least he did until he got ejected for throwing a punch in last week's game. I mean, you know, why not? When you're losing, you just deck somebody, and it tends to work out. <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster is put is on season-ending IR with a shoulder injury for Pittsburgh. Um, that said, it didn't stop the team from having a very impressive day against the Denver defense. Uh, but it, it's um, it's no doubt it, it's a hit to this receiving core. Trey Lance got his first start for the 49ers. Left with a, or I don't think he ever actually left the game, but afterwards it was revealed that he sprained his knee. Uh, luckily, they're heading into their bye week, so yeah, they can get a little bit. He's got time to yeah try to heal up. Him and Jimmy Garoppolo too, who's got a calf injury. But uh, yeah, not to mention uh, George Kittle, their All-Pro tight end. Went on IR before the game, so he'll be out a few more weeks. It's just, it's rough. <laughs> Joe Burrow had a, I think it was officially a throat contusion in his game. Yeah, so I Packers. texted you because he went to the hospital after the game, and I yeah. was like, when did this happen? It was. I mean, I don't think same thing. I don't think he ever left the game, but after the game, it was uh, yeah, straight to the hospital. And I think it was on this crazy hit where he was running. And one defender hit him low and kind of sent him like almost pinwheeling through the air where he was hit again, like banged down to the turf by another Packers defender. And it looked like, holy crap. <laughs> Ouch. Jalen Hurts just rushed in a touchdown. All right. We got a game. Well, no. Easy there. Easy there, killer. We got a two-score game again instead of a three-score game. How about that? One score at a time. It's the only way to do it. But, yeah, apparently Burrow's going to be fine. <clears throat> uh, Tom Brady, obviously he's fine. He's lighting up the Eagles' defense as we speak. 
And then a couple kickers went down to injury. Cody Parkey for the Saints, Rodrigo Blankenship for the Colts. All right. One bit of good injury news is that Tua Tango-Vailoa could be back for Miami. He had a rib injury, suffered a few weeks ago. He's been on the short-term IR. They kept him really... away from Terod Taylor's doctor. <laughs> yes. And uh, the Dolphins are a team that could really use a lift. So that would be great for them. I think at this point, let's just skip into the week six preview. Yep. Okay. So we're going to take a short break, come back and preview week six. And we're back. Doing football That's as fast show. 40 as I got. <laughs> I appreciate the effort. Uh, yeah. Two and football show here. We're, just did our rapid fire week five recap. And here comes a week six preview where we have our first teams going on by. Oh if man, this Falcons. is where it sucks for fantasy football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, start cobbling together a lineup. The Falcons, Jets, 49ers, and Saints all have the week off. And as always, these are these games are ranked by Mike's watchability index, patent pending. And the first one on the list here is uh, very much showing my bias as a Packer fan. It's Packers Bears. It's rivalry week, <laughs> the classic NFL rivalry. I, I'd say the staple NFL rivalry. <laughs> Packers coming in at four and one, Bears three and two. But the records don't really matter here. Anything can happen, which is easy to say as a Packer fan, given that I, I feel like they've won like ninety percent of the matchups in our lifetime. Well, what I always like to default to is when Lovey Smith first took over as the Bears head coach, um, his number one goal was not to win a Super Bowl. It was actually to beat the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that does say a lot. And how did that go for him? Um, he's now a coordinator for a team. It's true. I did notice he's back in the, in the NFL because he spent a few years coaching down at U of, U of I in Champaign. Uh, my alma mater went very poorly and in the meantime he grew out a a, a santa claus worthy gray beard (laughs) uh so proud actually it's more like white which is like shocking to look at (laughs) i didn't think of him as that old but anyway being the bears coach will age you right uh bears defense has been playing pretty well and uh as a result they justin fields hasn't really had to do a ton this seems like a game where the Bears could fall behind and we'll get to really see Fields start to take more risks and hopefully open up the offense a little bit more. I'm, I'm taking the Packers, though. It's no no contest. Yeah, Packers all the way. All right, this is the real game of the week. Chargers at Ravens. Both these teams are 4-1. and one. I think uh, the Ravens have been winning games in crazy, crazy ways, mostly with uh, Lamar Jackson doing superhuman things. Uh, the Chargers, though, themselves are coming off a really impressive, crazy shootout victory over the Browns last week. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was going to be a really big test for them. Yeah, yeah, and it was. It came down to the wire. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers here. I feel like the Ravens have gotten a little bit lucky. Yeah, the Ravens have not impressed me overall. They've won by mm-hmm. penalties, and my biggest concern is – the ball control of Lamar Jackson. We saw him fumble in this last game on the goal line, and he almost fumbled a second time in that game. Um, One game was one off of the 66-yard 
golden leg of Justin yes. Tucker. True. You know, it's it's these games are coming way too close for comfort. I mean, it's nice to be able to say they can win close games, but I feel like it's only a matter of time before the luck runs out. So you're taking the Chargers too? Yes. All right. Cardinals at Browns. Cardinals 5-0, and still their only undefeated team in the league. The Browns are 3-2. and They were on the other end of that game against the Chargers last week. Um, I think this could be a really interesting one, but I'm, I'm taking the Cardinals, though. I'm going with the Browns. I think that defensive line is scary, and I think they're going to make they make Kyler Murray run a little bit more and be a little bit more of an improviser, mm-hmm. and we'll see how he reacts to that. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Um, I also think uh, whoever programmed uh, DeAndre Hopkins needs to tone down the OP a little bit because he's <laughs> – too insane. Yeah, I won't argue with that. Uh, Raiders at Broncos. Oh, this one was so hard for me. Both of these teams started out 3-0, and and they both lost two straight since. And as we just talked about, the Raiders just lost their head coach. They've got, I believe it's the special teams coordinator, whose name I don't remember. Who is it begins over. with a B. Okay. Taking over interim coaching duties. And... Um, I mean, I think either way I would have taken the Broncos, even though I've been less than enthused by their last couple weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm taking the Broncos this week as well. Normally I pick the Raiders out of feeling like I have to. Uh, but with so much uncertainty, the first, you know, a first week of an interim head coach, it, it's a lot for a team to deal with. And I, would, I can't fault them if they lose this week. Do you remember what, um, happened, want... last... Do you remember what happened last year, though? Yeah, every time a team fired their head coach, they won their next game. <laughs> we had like little... five teams that were owing everything, won their first game. Yeah, Except exactly. the Jets didn't get that memo until like, I don't know, week 15. <laughs> Screw you, Adam Gase. There it is. <laughs> uh, Bills at Titans, and I think this is actually the Monday night game. It is. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, that's going to be super fun. But I think with the the issues we've seen from the Titans' defense, I don't I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be an offensive battle. But at the end of the day, that porous defense of Tennessee gives in to the juggernaut offense of the Buffalo Bills. Yep. Hey, here's the game going on right now: uh, four and one Buccaneers taking on the two and three Eagles. There's night football. Um, We'll say the Eagles had an impressive win last week on the road against Carolina in comeback fashion. Um, but I, I swear this is true. I picked the Bucks before the game. <laughs> There's no way to prove that to you. I trust you. Mine's locked too. This says Tampa Bay is going to win. Yeah. All right. Chiefs at Washington football team. Both are two and three. Uh, like we talked about, the Chiefs are still sitting in last place in the AFC West, and the uh, and the Washington Football Team, also at two and three, have been equally disappointing on defense. Actually, you could argue even more disappointing given how strong the unit actually was last year. And but yeah, we, we knew the Chiefs' though. situation, but we didn't expect the Washington defense to take two or three steps back from last year. Right, it almost it makes no sense really, but. They have uh, Taylor Henneke's been playing pretty well, 
and they've he got is a good offense. more fantasy points per week than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and a big part of that has been Terry McLaurin, and and I think this game could end up being a shootout with how bad both of these defenses are. But I can't uh, I can't go against the Chiefs. So I'm going to pick them to win this. Get back. To I have the Chiefs. Yep, I have the Chiefs winning as well. Okay, Cowboys at Patriots. Cowboys four and one. Trayvon Diggs, their second-year cornerback, is looking like Defensive Player of the Year at the moment. I think he has – is that right? Does he have seven interceptions already? <laughs> I think it's something crazy. He has been like so He's good. on verge of averaging two a game. Yeah, right. And there's a report that came out or a quote uh, that Dak just doesn't throw his way in practice at all. <laughs> I wouldn't. Hilarious, yeah. Uh, so they're taking on, they're traveling to Foxborough, take on the two and three Patriots who are coming off a game where they just barely beat the Texans and uh, kept my eliminator pick alive. Just want to say that it, it took a huge comeback in the second half to beat the mighty Texans. I don't see any reason to be confident in the Patriots. <laughs> I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, no, the, the Trayvon continues his, his, uh, Picks of 2021. Yeah, you know, he's got a good chance to do it against a rookie quarterback here in uh, Mac Jones. Exactly. I'm not betting against it. All right. Seahawks at Steelers on Sunday Night Football. Both these teams. This is two and way three. more interesting than I thought initially. Yeah. I mean, Geno Smith actually looked okay when he had to come into the game for Seattle last week. He'll have a full week and a half to prepare for this one. And uh, on the Steelers' side, they are coming off a pretty impressive win over Denver on both sides of the ball. They looked pretty good in that game. Wait, uh, although, the loss of Juju, though, I don't know. Yeah, that hurts. It hurts, but luckily they've got, you know, it was a deep receiving core to start with Claypool and uh, Deontay Johnson there, too. I'm actually, despite saying last week that the Steelers are, are dead in the water and their season is over. I still kind of believe that, I think, overall, but I'm taking the Steelers to win this game. I have the Seattle Seahawks. The Steelers have not given me enough in confidence to to pick them, even against a backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like they, they get it up for prime time. and Like 31% of people agree with me, 69% of people agree with you, however – I feel like this is a game that absolutely is going to go, is going to be too close and it's going to come down to the wire. And Gino, we trust, huh? <laughs> I do. You don't. Vikings at Vikings at Panthers. Vikings are two and three. Panthers three and two. I wanted to believe this game would look so good on paper, but that Viking yeah. defense is terrible. <laughs> and the Panthers are, have, after that impressive three and zero start, they're another team who started three and zero, lost two in a row. Um, McCaffrey. <clears throat> looks iffy at best to play this week. Uh, kind That's of a like catch. He, was, he is practicing, so there's a chance. But I think the most disappointing thing, uh, and, and for me personally, has been Sam Darnold crashing back down to earth the past two weeks. He had such a great Yet start. Yeah, that with defense us. is absolutely terrifying. The defense is great, um, and I think they're legit. But the Darnold has had five interceptions and eight sacks in his past two weeks. It yeah, I used Darnold against you last week, and it did not bode well. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, on the Vikings side, they just got a narrow victory over the Lions. They've not looked very good either, really. Dalvin Cook has been out the last few weeks, although it looks like he should return here. 
I'm with you. Uh, the Panthers defense does look pretty terrifying, and I am taking them to get back in the win column this week. I have the Vikings because with Darnold's downturn, even with as terrifying as that defense is, you've got to be able to put points on the board. And right now, Kirk Cousins is is a hotter quarterback than people give him credit for. Yeah. Yeah, he's been um, pretty good. And if they can get Dalvin Cook back, I feel like that's just that much more. That was a catch. That's in. Rams um, at Giants. It's the next game here. Rams are four and one. Giants one and four. No real analysis needed here, I don't think. Do you want do you want to guess the pick percentages? I would guess Rams have to be around like ninety five, right? Ninety nine percent pick the Rams, one <laughs> percent pick the Giants. Yeah, okay, good. I think that's uh the right call. <laughs> Even if the Giants were fully healthy, which they are far from, given all the offensive injuries they've got, uh, they wouldn't really have much of a chance here, I don't think. No. All right, Bengals at Lions. Bengals are 3-2, and two, Lions 0-5. Um, I didn't write any notes for this one. I mean, once again, the Lions came close. Dan Campbell was in tears addressing media after the game, just like me discussing my fantasy result. It's, it's, not for, it's not for lack of trying with these Lions. Um, I think no, I agree. They, they may take – they may usurp the title from the Raiders as scrappy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bengals are, are hot, and they're looking good on both sides of the football. Um but I still have firm belief the Lions will not go 0-17. Yes, I'm with you on that. Uh, taking the Bengals here, though, there's just too much offensive firepower. All right, Dolphins at Jaguars, another London game. Uh, like we talked about before, the Dolphins sitting at 1-4 and four right now could get Tua back, their starting quarterback, which would be a big boost. The Jaguars are 0-5. It's yeah, the I'm Dolphins. Taking the Dolphins, yeah. <laughs> and the last game here, per tradition, the Texans, one and four, taking on the Colts, who are also one and four, which is pretty shocking to me seeing these teams level in the standings after five weeks, just given the expectations. I just don't know what to think of the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wentz is trash. I hate Carson Wentz. He's, he's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I guess Marlon Mack is on the trade block. Which makes sense. Given uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines both looking pretty good. Yeah, it's I, – I don't know. I, I don't have enough faith in them. I'm, I picked the Texans. I am the eight per, with the 8% of people who picked the Texans to win. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's not as crazy as, as it may seem. Uh, the Texans are another team who seem like they're they're trying more than their record shows. I think David Culley, his their head coach, has done a good job getting that team. Yeah, and Mims motivated. is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Wait, what'd you say? Their quarterback. Oh yeah, Davis Mills, General Mills. Mills that's it, General Mills. Oh my God, how did I not think of that? Uh, Mike, you are on point today. Uh, I wish I could take credit. But <laughs> Shut up! You came up with the first. You right, I did. Um, but I, I have the Colts, and uh, maybe I should change this. I had them as my elimin- I had them as my eliminator pick too. 
Well, this week I actually picked the Bucks as my eliminator pick. Ah, very, very wise. That is looking good. Through the first three quarters of this game, Hertz is nine for 21, 60 passing yards, <laughs> touchdown, and an interception. He just made a beautiful pass over the middle to uh, Rager. Oh, okay. As long as it wasn't to Ertz. No, Blimey. beautiful post route up the cell, right behind the linebackers and the safeties, and just a great thrown ball, accurate, tight spiral, right in the hands. <laughs> That's what I was expecting against this uh, Buccaneers secondary that has been just the one weakness of this team. But And they just lost, it seems like, uh, Richard Shermer. Yeah. Who they only brought in because they lost like their other top three guys. <laughs> Anyway, that does it for the week six preview. Uh, let's take one more very short break and come back for a, a bite-sized edition of the Fantasy Corner. Bite-sized. Ooh. Now, let's take a trip down to the Fantasy Corner. All right. 2M football here with you. We are in the corner of the fantasy, fantasy corner. Yes. Where uh, our, our disappointment is immeasurable. <laughs> Maybe for you. We both lost in our season long league this week. I'm so mad. Nick, friend of the pod, put up almost 200 against me, 200 to like 118 or something pathetic like that. <laughs> I had a fighting comeback, though. Mine went from, like, not even breaking 100 to 125 to, like, 180-something. I think, yeah. I mean, you obviously Derrick Henry was a great pick, but I think maybe your best draft pick was uh, Marquise Hollywood-Brown. He has been so good for Baltimore. He's, like, all of their offense, but especially yeah. with all their running backs now. Mm-hmm. He's been amazing. But, yeah, luckily for you, at least, it was your first loss of the season. So, you're still tied for first at 4-1. and one. Oh, Tied for first, man. On the other hand. Getting crowded up here. It's getting crowded down here, too. I'm riding a three-game losing streak. Did <laughs> <laughs> um, you trade it? Sitting at two and three. And did you see my trade? I saw a flash of a trade. And then, let me, let me, let me go – Go pick this brain let, a little let me, bit. Here. Let me get your let me get your thoughts on it okay. really quick. Tell me if go, I made a go. terrible mistake. I mean, your life's a terrible mistake. That's fine. Wow. wow. <laughs> Maybe I think that was a little much. I feel I kind of regret that. Let's no, see. That's okay. I don't disagree. Um, there's a vote to veto this trade. <laughs> I will Did it already happen? Uh, I mean, it's already been accepted. It doesn't process till tomorrow. Uh, so, so what happens if I click vote to veto? What happens? I mean, I'm pretty sure it needs a majority of the league. You have no power by yourself. We live in a God democracy. Right, that's fine. Our, our league is a democracy. We? Well, I didn't vote for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you told so me. So you're getting Daniel Jones trade. and Latavius Murray, and you're giving up Derek Carr and Damian Williams. Yes. So as we've talked about since the beginning of the season, I have uh, quarterback, quarterback problems. My QBs are Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, and both the 49ers quarterbacks. Yeah, you just picked up a concussed Daniel Jones. <laughs> so still, I'm going to go ahead and say you're an idiot. Still better than uh, Derek Carr. Okay, no, but Derek listen to Carr this. Derek Carr is second in the league in passing yards. 
In passing yards, yes. But even with missing most of last week, Daniel Jones is the 10th best fantasy quarterback so far. Yeah, well, he's the number one concussed quarterback in the league. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm, I don't I'm know. Little... I think Latavius Murray over Damian Williams is a lot better thing. That's um, fine, yeah. Damian, he... Damian Williams only has value until uh, Montgomery comes back for the Bears. And, and that and porous I, O-line for Chicago doesn't doesn't give me a lot of confidence. Um, what right. makes me only nervous about Latavius Murray is Baltimore's burning through running backs. Like, is he on a clock? Right, yeah. yeah. That is. I mean, if we want to use a prime example, the Buccaneers picked up Richard Sherman to buff up a secondary that was terrible, and they just lost him. So it's like, mm. Ooh, Eagles just missed a field goal. Your right. face is a field goal. Um, I have to say, I I like the running back upgrade. I am very questionable on the quarterback position. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I swear I didn't plan it this way, but like 24 hours after the trade was accepted, uh, Damian Williams is on the COVID list now, and he might not even play this weekend. So sorry, (laughs) Brittany. (laughs) You are not sorry. Uh, I am approved on Wednesday. One of the team names renamed their team from Pocket Dogs to Injured Reserve. Yes. I am also happy I got Marquez Callaway and I dropped Sammy Watkins. That's mm-hmm. my, my big trade mood move. I spent $15 on Marquez Callaway. Apparently nobody else wanted him. Now I feel like I overspent. Uh, that's okay. You got your guy. Is he the guy though? I don't know. Getting out bid is I feel worst. like my weakest spot is actually, ironically, my wide receivers. Pulling up your team here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Galladay might come through eventually. He's got a great quarterback. <laughs> yeah, but he's also doubtful to play. As soon as he were, hey, he's questionable. <laughs> he has a D on my side. You've, which, gotta, in your case, wait. stands for damn. <laughs> cool. Thanks for that. So, yeah, that that was my big trade. I'm I'm trying to make a quarterback upgrade because – I need the help. We will see. I don't know. Maybe I'll look at your team. Maybe maybe I'll offer you one of my two. Yeah, I'll take uh, either of them, actually. Cousins, Rogers, they're both doing fine. <laughs> you can have Jeff Wilson. You can. I can't say on the wall. I can't say on the, on, the, on the air. So that's the main update from the fantasy corner. Also, I beat you in FanDuel. I'm up three to two there. But honestly, that feels like a consolation prize, given the way everything else is going. <laughs> <laughs> not doing terrible I've, I told you my luck would last only so long alright Matt unless you have anything else you want to say that is it for this week That's. I don't have much else other than I'm ready to see if the Eagles can put up put up a fight they're down two scores it's 12.05 left in the fourth Bucks have the ball they just picked up a first down so we'll have to see yeah, last question for me is do I watch do I watch that or do I watch game five of the uh Giants Dodgers series? Oh my god, you have you I don't have the brain capacity for another sport. Oh, Dodgers are up one nothing in the sixth. Okay, anyway, that's it. <laughs> that's our oh, show. That's go birds, I guess. Except for Zach Ertz. And uh we'll <laughs> Let's see what see what the right, NFL here's the has key in. question. I'm gonna ask you one last question. Okay. Astros or Red Sox? 
Are you asking me who I want to win or who I think will win? Who you think is going to win? I, I think the Astros are going to win. I think so. I think they're going to they're going to wash both of the socks. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to root for the Astros after the uh, sign stealing scandal from their last World Series, but that I think that team is just so good that uh, I think they're going to be playing in the World Series against whoever wins tonight's game in in the National League. Giants or Dodgers, I think whoever wins this is going to beat the Braves and uh, face the Astros in the World Series. That's your uh, baseball corner from the 2M, from the 2M show. I got the Dodgers winning. I don't know why. I don't watch baseball, but that's my pick. Well, they won last year, so it's uh, not not controversial. <laughs> okay, thank God. I don't want to say something too stupid. I think I've said enough. Sounds like and a good place note, to wrap up the show. Everyone then. enjoy week six. We'll be back next week, maybe, at some yeah. point. Let's see what the NFL has in store for us, if they can top the insanity of week five. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you'll hear our voices again sometime next week. No guarantees when. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, life. All right. See you guys later. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the 2M Football Podcast with Matt and Mike. Don't forget to follow us on our social media, both Twitter and Instagram. Look for our photo at 2M Football Show. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends, family, and others who may be interested in listening to all of our shenanigans. And remember, we will see you next week on the Gridiron.